On this episode, we pick who we would want as our pilot, plus we debate whether the Death Star was a good idea. You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. In between it all. Balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, welcome back once again to our podcast. We are excited for the topics we have today. Um, with me, as always, is Elena Source. How are you doing, Elena? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. I have a new microphone and I feel like a new woman. Nice. Nice. You know, it's, it's the little things in life. Actually, you know what? Seriously. You're sounding a little clearer. Thank um, I you. <laughs> I could do like ASMR with this now. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's, it's funny is I, I, I had no idea what that was until about a, well, not that long ago because my students talk about that. Oh, ASMR? Yes. And I was like. I, yeah, it's like there's, this, no, there's like no way recent, you'll figure it out without without knowing what it is. It's like a recent trend that I've noticed. Well, not recent, like the past few years I've noticed on YouTube. Um, people make these ASMR videos and it's all like random stuff, like people eating, people typing on their like keyboard or just. Yeah, there you go. Just like that. Very nice. See, that's creepy. See, you got to hear that... the gulp. You got to hear the gulp, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's basically all the annoying things that people do when they eat amplified but by some people, some people find those sounds like comforting or something, I guess. So they will listen to like compilations or like the 20-minute tracks of this stuff. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I'm see, in the I wrong I more like, like the videos of the people like playing with the like work. kinetic sand and stuff, right? that's like yeah so there's a whole nother thing where people really love like those oddly satisfying things where like people are playing like you said with kinetic sand or like slime or i don't know peeling off the plastic off of new appliances (laughs) (laughs) i mean just like opening toys Ooh, can that be its own do ASMR video for for toy (laughs) toy collectors (laughs) although no that would probably be their nightmare they would yeah, right, don't open them don't open them just look at it <laughs> don't open it <laughs> and then so we've heard it's uh, rodney clark is also with us rodney how you doing i'm all right man i'm uh i'm here happy about it and uh ready to talk ready to talk we are missing rodney, albert. aka the new asmr king <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's it that's our pay wait for our you know you know we could probably have a star wars version of that like just blaster sounds and like Ooh. I do Things have a, just... a file full of sound effects. We could we could do guess the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, screw the podcast episode. We're just doing Star Wars ASMR. You're gonna like it, or you can leave. <laughs> right, you know it'll just be those random sounds. Being that Albert's not oh, here, okay. we could challenge him to name that blaster and see if he can tell. Oh, it's really the T six sixteen. Like, see if he can really get into it like that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- th- I'm not hating this concept. <laughs> Love it. I'll start compiling my sound effects and let you guys know. <laughs> um, so we do have an interesting topic. We, it sort of morphed a little bit. Um, the, the original idea was to like talk about like our favorite pilot, but we try to avoid doing favorites just because it, it can get a little complicated, and we don't really want to debate those things um, because we all love Star Wars, and so it's more like a discussion. Although we can kind of debate it. In a, in a way on this end but instead of doing like our favorite we just kind of decided to discuss um what pilot would you want as your pilot so it doesn't have to necessarily be like your favorite character but just somebody you uh if you were on a on a trip and they were taking you around or in a battle um who would you want as your i was pilot? gonna say i was gonna say it's one thing for for uh, a, a scenic tour but maybe who would you want in <laughs> battle with you 
<laughs> yeah, fair enough, you right? Know, who who works well under pressure and all that crap? Yeah, well, that's uh, you know, um, and and uh, and I would say, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's 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 see how we're doing. Uh, Elena, did you wanna did you wanna go first? Uh, sure. Um, well, I know you said we're trying not to pick favorites, but it's I feel okay, like that. <laughs> I feel like that line kind of gets blurred because I mean, when you're thinking, who is the best pilot? Uh, oh man, I think I'm gonna go with Hera. Harrison Dula. I I just debating over this. I she keeps popping into my head. I just love her so much. I mean, she's besides the fact that she's an incredible character uh in Rebels, um I think considering uh those aspects of like who she is as a character really uh translate well into how she performs as a pilot. Um where she's essentially, like I say it as a joke, that she's, oh, she's my space mom. And she kind of acts like a mom to her crew. But it's in a way that's kind of true because she's got these, this crew of like, you know, uh, she's got a couple kids there. Uh, you've got, an, you know, an ex-Padawan who's gone through a lot of crap. So she's got to be like, you know, a supportive person to all these people. But then at the same time, she's... Uh, you know, she's got to be play a ma- major role in all of their missions and stuff. So I think she's under a lot of pressure a lot of the time and growing up too as, uh, you know, as a Twi'lek on Ryloth. So she's no stranger to uh, uh, conflict um, and war, I guess. So, yeah, I'm glad I you said know. her. She, she was she was, I so I had like a short list of like five and I'm pretty much going to throw somebody in there. Um, after we kind of discuss these things, but she's definitely on that list. I mean, and she can, she's, she's got not like some a bunch of different sensitive skills. sensitive person either, because a lot of a lot of great pilots that you think of were also force really force sensitive. Although I think we've had this discussion where I think everyone has some level of force sensitivity, but to to the point of like a like a Jedi, like not that high. Maybe she's got some level of force sensitivity that makes her such a great pilot. It's debatable because who knows what what it's what it is in the Star Wars universe. But um as far as we know, she's not force sensitive, yet she honestly is comparable to I don't know, people consider Han Solo an incredible pilot. I think she's better than him <laughs> by a long shot, but We'll have to see That's what other me. people say, but yeah, but she's, she's also got me. a lot of different skills. Like she can, you know, she's, she can do the rescue mission. She's, uh, I, th- I think the episode, the, uh, like almost the, the one that shows her off the best is that B-Wing episode where oh, she 100%. like goes to test the B-Wing and like. Yeah. Cause it's uh, a ship she's not used to flying. It's like a totally new ship and she has no problem wrangling that thing. Like incredible. Just 10 out of 10. <laughs> a queen yeah no uh she you know and, she, and uh she's definitely somebody you can rely on um and she's a very and i mean i don't i'm not one of those people but a lot of people blame or they say that star wars is trying to push too many like you know f- uh, super feminist characters which i think is total bs but um i feel like <laughs> especially hera she encapsulates a very uh a very strong female uh, role in a very positive way that, like I was saying before, where she is a, she's a supportive character to her whole crew, but she's also like, here, I'm taking the reins. And even if she's Spectre too, she's Spectre one in my heart, like queen right there. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like you, you talked about a mom, sort of like the working mom, the, the she's mom. The, who, uh... She's the space mom. She is, she, you know, she takes Ezra under her wing right at the beginning of Rebels, like no problem. She's like, we need to help this kid out, um, even though everyone else was kind of eh about it. She was like, nah, nah, motherly instinct. We're taking this kid in. He's special. And I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's, uh, I mean, there there are uh, a few pilots in there, um, but she's in that show, but she's certainly... You know, she stands one. out. She stands out very well. And she gets made, uh, what is it, Phoenix Squadron that she is the leader of? Is right. it Phoenix Squadron? Yeah, I think yep. so. Yeah, yeah, it's Phoenix Squadron. I mean, she has some rough missions, but I mean, we kind of see that out of, of, of almost all the pilots that, you know, there's some hardship. Um, oh, no. I mean, you're not going to be stellar all the time, but it's how they are able to handle those situations that really 
makes them stand out, you know? Right, and at this point, like, she seems to have survived through everything of, all, of what we know about Seriously, her, I mean, they keep showing the ghost and everything, so I'm assuming <laughs> she's just going to live forever. It's almost right? a joke. Anybody listens to the Rex and Around podcast, um, they're always joking about it, too. It's so funny. They're like, oh, my God, the ghost is in everything. <laughs> and honestly, they're not wrong. At first, you know, like, when you saw... Rogue One, it was like, oh my gosh, Hera's in this. And and then when you saw Ghost by the time you got to Rise of Skywalker, like, oh God, the ghost is in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, and it's one, well, you know, she kind of knows that ship in and out too. Um, it's, so. it's also really admirable that she's still flying the ghost up until the events of Rise of Skywalker, assuming that it, it is her flying right, the ship true. and maybe not her. If you haven't seen Rebels, this is a bit of a spoiler alert, but her son, was it Jason? Jason Sindula. I think that was it, yeah. Um, who knows what his fate was. Maybe he's the one who's flying the ghost now. I mean, they didn't explain it. <coughs> Disney, please. Right. Please well, give us some well, answers. Well, well, who knows? Anything that Dave Filoni is involved in is bound to give us answers in his oh my the, God. The Filoni-verse. I, mean, <laughs> I just rewatched the last season of Clone Wars again, knowing full well I'm I was going to be a mess for the rest of the day but i did it anyway because i love to hurt and yeah. dave filoni kn- knows how to make me hurt but <laughs> i just keep coming back i mean the you way know, they concluded it was just incredible like i couldn't have asked for a better uh conclusion even if it was so heartbreaking it's sad <laughs> well but it wasn't really you know one of the, the parts of it wasn't really a conclusion because we know what rebels and we know that there's well a, a that conclusion to more. that era yeah no fair enough star wars Fair enough, fair enough. For the um, clones, whatever you want to call it, to the relationship between Padawan <laughs> and Master. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what who you got, Rodney? Um, I think I would switch it up a bit. I know when people, or when, when we first introduced a topic into our conversation, um, the initial thought was, well, okay, space battles. Who do you want in a space battle? You know, who's going to fly fast and avoid getting shot and dying in the cold vacuum of space? Um, which is not really a fate fit for any man, in my opinion, which is why I'm not a big fan of flying, much like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So <laughs> I would think, you know, I would be less, if I was in the Star Wars universe, I'd be less likely inclined to climb into an X-Wing or a TIE Wing or something that's made for, like, something to the equivalent of a Datsun 280Z or a Fiero, a tidy car that's just meant to just blow up and explode in space. Um, you, you want you want your Humvee. Yeah, I need battle. something a bit more durable. Um, <laughs> uh, and for other reasons, I, I selected Lando Calrissian. Um, Interesting. N- not only is, I mean, he's proven to be a good pilot. I don't know about great, because he's always had a, a co-pilot with him. I've never seen him fly, like, solo, uh, pun intended. Uh, it's always been either with Chewbacca or with L3, but he's. it seems like his or nine position. Noon, or Nine Noon, man. Yes, okay, yes, yeah, I'm noon. sorry. My, my, uh, my, my bad. <laughs> didn't mean to leave him out but he, he always seems to require a co-pilot and like my personality like i like working with other people and like a, a collaborative effort so i think he and i would uh would be a great piloting team um he he knows the falcon in and out because he owned it before uh solo did and it was in very pristine condition when we see it so living with lando would uh would seem to be very clean <laughs> not like not a mess or <laughs> and plus you know with with a little bit of a little to no carbon scoring on the falcon means he dodged a lot of fire so either he didn't get into a lot of fights or he got out of them real slick which is both a win in a piloting uh categories as far as i'm concerned and i think too he would have the most interesting adventures um not necessarily you know we're going to go attack this thing uh, or we got to recon this this base or uh, a lot of the stuff that uh, Snap Wexley did, who was on my list of, of consideration. Um, but I think just doing strict recon missions after a while would be a little boring, and you would crave getting into action, but action can also lead to a uh, death in the cold vacuum of space, and I really don't want to get into it like that. So I'd rather just hang out with somebody <laughs> who can have like cool <laughs> smuggling missions. And like less fire, you know, f- firefights in the middle of the cold vacuum of space where I don't want to die. So my pick is Lando Calrissian, man. Plus a full closet of capes. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, you'll never be <laughs> underdressed when you're riding with Lando Calrissian. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Travel in style. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna smuggle himself in a, in a in a dirty 
you know, a, a freight or anything. He's, he's clean. He's very presentable. You know, he talks his way out of half the trouble he gets himself into. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be – I mean, honestly enough, I'd love to see Lando a part of a crew or, like, lead a crew for, like, a mission or two, almost like how they did with Solo, but make it more based around Lando and maybe L3 and – the people that they went in uh, or went on this adventure with, how like uh, the Man- the Mandalorian episode with Bill Burr, how that and the guy from Sons of Anarchy, how they they had a mission, you know, it was a ragtag band of crazy people. You know, I'd like to see some stuff like that from Lando because uh, I think it would show more of his piloting, and you know, seeing him getting out of uh, uh, situations would be great. And we never really knew what happened at the Battle of Tanab, but it was probably. Uh, Part of the cause, or part of the reason why he was made up to made a, a general uh, at the time of uh, Return of the Jedi. So that's my favorite. Yeah, they have that whole. They have that whole. Um, I, I'm not finished with it, but they have that self-titled Star Wars comic run that takes place between, I think, A New Hope and Empire. Okay. And they cover a lot of stuff. That's where you meet. Yeah, it's um, an interesting. It's an interesting uh, arc. Yeah, that's where you meet that woman that Han was married to. Oh, Sana, uh, for- uh, Sana Staros. Yes, yeah. I totally forget her name, but you know who I'm talking about. The, the black um, girl in the, in the green. Yeah, 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 with the green. She's yeah. got that green cape thing. Yep. I yep. think they actually, do they mention her in, did you guys read Last Shot, the the novel that came out around when Solo was in theaters? Uh, uh, yes. It's that novel that bounces back and forth in, in time yes, where they explain, uh, they explain more of like Lando and, and L3's relationship and like they even... Uh, touch on like when uh, Ben Solo was a baby and okay, like all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Lando comes jazz. to see him like in the middle of the night or something like that and needs him for an adventure. Yeah, yeah. and, and Ben Solo almost gets killed by forth. the yeah, protocol yeah. droid. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty pretty great. Like, can you imagine if that like happened? Uh, I mean, I guess they wouldn't let that happen. This is this is their story. They do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah they it, probably cover. Some of that in there, but I just haven't finished reading. There's just so much to read. That's like, fair enough. Ugh, just give us answers about Rebels first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Ronnie, you you took a little bit different take of, or more like, uh, not who's the best pilot, but what pilot would you like to be palling around with? Is that more the way you were thinking about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, that would define my best. I mean... Are you talking about fighter pilots? Like, who's going to be in the best of an X-wing? Yeah, like, let's say, let's say, let, yeah, let's say you got a, let's say there's a, a a firefight coming, and you and you need a pilot for that. Who are you picking? Oh, I, I would. Oof, I mean, I would have to pick Poe for you know obvious reasons. You know, he's proven himself to be the best, best pilot in the Resistance, so you know, <laughs> he, he can't do any wrong. Um, you don't really, I mean, without going into like the expanded universe and the other comic books and stuff like that, you get very little about pilots, you know, in the movies. If you're not focusing on the he one. He does have his own comic, which I have true. not read. True. But true. I'm assuming it's good. But like, there's <laughs> no Snap. Yeah, that's lost it. There's no comic for Snap Wexley, who you would think would be just as good because he lasted almost as long, but he, you know, goes out. In a- but, but you got all the books with Snap. Snap's in a few books. Um, oh, he so is. You, oh, okay. Is he? Isn't he in the aftermath series? Yeah, he's all aftermath series. Is him? Oh, okay. And then, and then he, and then he's in. What was the other one? I forget. I just read one that he was in. Anyways, he's a, he's in a few. Wait, he's in the one. He's not in Alphabet Squadron, is he? By any chance? I, didn't I read haven't that read one that yet. yet. Okay. I haven't read that one, but I can't. There was another one that he ended up popping up. I mean, because those books are all about the pilots. Uh, right? Oh, okay. I that's like the yet. that's like the new book series, new ish book series. There's two now. Yeah. Um that kind of focus on uh I'm assuming resistance pilots. I'm not totally sure. I just know it's a it's a pilot book. <laughs> well, um, and you know, you know what? I'm going to throw another one out there that I'm I'm hopeful that you didn't choose for your selection. Um Iden Verso. He's got 5. You're good. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I didn't verso from the. Uh, Ooh, I didn't verso. Yes. Um, not only it was has she been proven to be a great pilot, but she also knows imperial tactics and equipment. So she's also like the Thai pilot. Like yeah. she's Inferno Squad. Like that's the elite, or was elite till she defected. Yeah. <laughs> so not a spoiler because next. Battlefront's been out for two, three years now, and you should have played the game by now. You should have. <laughs> 
Who it's you really got, good. Matt? Yeah, that's my So, so it depends. I mean, I got a, got a few. So one one of the things I wanted to say about Hera. So one of the one of the wrinkles in Hera is. What are you um, gonna say about her now? <laughs> well, the only the only like, I was I, there, she was on my list, and I was thinking about picking her. Um, but she does get roughed up pretty good by uh, by Anakin when he's in the tie tie fighter, right? So there's so there's there's a little bit of like is Anakin? I mean, is Anakin's pretty ridiculous on Rebels when he's flying, um, even more so than he okay. Is in, but in, you're in, saying you know. Hera versus Darth Vader. Well, I mean, come Jedi. on. They're one of the strongest force-wielding uh, pilots you'll find. Well, you guys have pretty much left me. You guys, you guys have left me with either Han Solo or somebody who's uh, okay. Who's well, there's also so. I almost picked Tally Lintra because I think she could have, she should have gotten a better spotlight. A better yes, I think she was pretty awesome. And yeah, we don't really know. We didn't know too much about her. It would have been nice. So cool. What we do need to see is maybe a six-month, six-issue comic showing us how good Porkins really was before he died. <laughs> Porkins! Like, I love him! Let's get some he respect can hold back it. for him. You know, let's, he like, couldn't <laughs> hold it. I mean, uh, well, listen, you didn't let me say who I was picking, and it was oh, Porkins. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, no way. Is it really Porkins? No, 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 no. no, no. I mean, there, oh God, there, listen, there are some fringe guys that you could throw on the list that, that, that weren't on my list, but you could throw Wedge in there. Uh, Wedge is certainly a good pick. Wedge is um, like one of those characters that was just, he was not meant to be anyone big. And then the fans just were like, that's like the whole thing with Wilro Hood. Yeah. <laughs> he was this background <laughs> character with a ice cream maker. And the fans were like, yes, we're going to parade this guy around celebration. And now everyone's like, what the hell? <laughs> well, well, I think it's a little bit different because he, because it's, he appears, he has lines. Let's just say that he has lines and he like, appears in more he says than two words. Is more no, than listen, just listen. I respect hallway, him, and I, I, I love that they brought him back for Rise of Skywalker, even though it was kind of a BS role of his. I think they should have shown him. Well, he flying. Did, I think he didn't want to. I didn't think he. I think he didn't want to do it, which is why he wasn't in the. the well, Force that's Awakens. why. So we're recording now. What is it? Couple weeks after the release of Squadrons, which we can talk about uh, on a different episode. But, um, he. It wasn't. It's not a spoiler because I think it was known that he was going to be in the game, but. Not only is he in the game in the campaign mode, he's voicing uh, himself. Oh, yeah, oh, cool. the, a- cool. the actor who played uh, Wedge is voicing his character in Squadrons, which like he didn't have to do. You know what I mean? Right. Well, he's become a bigger character too because he's in so- he's in some of the books, um, Aftermath in particular. That trilogy, he has a fairly big role um, and ends up being come snaps step father i guess right um, um oh snap wexley yeah oh yeah right. yeah i was so. so confused about his significance in rise of skywalker and everyone was talking about it. i was like wait what, what and then i realized i was like oh okay that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah 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 um, um but going back to it you were saying that he didn't even want to do the movie it's like interesting that they got him to voice himself in the game but i don't know yeah i don't Maybe. know the full story and that that's just you know i don't even know that Rumors. but I, but it, but that's per, that, i mean i think that's why it could have been why it was it just a, a cameo in there but uh but anyways you know you got guys like that i mean han solo is 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 a pick that a lot of people will pick um he is he's not my pick um it's, there are a couple others you know i mean luke is another one that a lot of people would pick and Probably if you asked my boyhood self um, who I would pick, it'd probably be Luke. You know, <laughs> Luke Luke, Luke was just, you know, uh, based on just a new hope. Um, you know, he doesn't do too much piloting of significance, um, aside from the snowspeeder um, after. I mean, you know who we haven't mentioned, too, who was actually, cons- all things considered, was like a pretty banging pilot? Ray. Well, that was, that. so thank you very much for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was she so I was gonna say I was gonna say the reason why I was gonna say Ray is that she's the only character that we see pilot and fight in the Millennium Falcon by herself. Like she flies With no that whole prior th- experience. Right. She yeah. just flies that whole thing. She knows all the things about how it works. Um and she and then she does that move where she knows where the uh blaster's going to be in position oh my God. for the blaster. She kills the engine freaking Goes sideways. Incredible. Right. 
Yeah, and she's just you know, um, I, I, you know these are, these are things that I hope they explore in the future with her character. Mm-hmm. Um, that Which you know her ability to uh, to do all all of these things that we didn't see in great depth. I mean, we, we mainly saw you know her, how mad we, we people saw her, like, are right now. Probably some not not people. Certain people are right now that we're even talking about Ray being a great pilot. <laughs> you yeah, know, well, there's people out there, that, salty, that salty people. Salty she, and if you have a hard time admitting that she was a great pilot, then you've got issues. Because seriously, she she's never left Jakku before, let alone flown anything besides like she's ridden what the speeder. Yeah, I'm, I, know, I, she I, just I, I guess it. That she had done some flying, just not let left the planet. I don't know. I mean, she gets in the cockpit. She's like trying to reassure herself. She's not even sure of what the hell she's doing. And then she just flies that thing like it's nobody's business. I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and she manages to not knock off the uh, the um, radar dish, you know, whereas Lando, <laughs> you know, couldn't manage that feat and uh, and neither could Poe. So um, so, you know, that's a feat in and of itself. Um, yeah. I should say this, though. I, I am wrong about that. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, Chewie Wait, also di- Chewie also piloted it, and Chewie should go on the list as well. Uh, and he may be the best because Chewie piloted it in, in the Last Jedi the all by himself. Unless you want to count the Porgs as also co-pilots, right? Oh my God, no! Uh, that I refuse to do. No, thank you. I remember, he was oh, he, he does, was in the Falcon oh, by himself does. when he comes to save Ray. That's fair enough. Fair enough. So Chewie, Chewie certainly, Chewie, Chewie just uh, you know deserves his due. Um, Chewie Give him is his like goddamn medal, and let's call it a day. Right. I would say Chewie does. You know, Chewie. If you're talking about non-force users, users, it might have to be Chewie, even more so than than Han. Uh, you know, it's Han's ship, but Chewie, Chewie just steps in there. I one of one of my favorite parts of of Solo is when uh, Kira and Han are trying to fly and. Han asks Kira to, you know, whatever he asks her to do, and Chewie just basically gives an eye roll, like <laughs> at her. Oh my god! And it was yeah. just like it was one of those like perfect moments that like I just really enjoyed. That it was like get that get That movie off, is also get so it. underrated. Yeah, I, get, get, I, I, I loved Solo. Yeah, yeah, and you see, you know, so so I I, I say, you know, I'd say Ray and Chewie are. Good. I mean, listen, all these ones are good pilots. There's a lot of good ones. Everyone if you're has asking their me, own qualities. <laughs> Right. If you're asking me in a battle, um, I I think I'd have to agree with Poe. Um, Poe. Poe. I mean, unless you want to, unless you want to throw like Anakin in there. Anakin is pretty uh, sick in a battle as well. Um, yeah. In in, in his own right, right. He was he was a uh, you know best star pilot in the galaxy. Right. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And they and they've done a good job of showing him in various ways, uh, doing Clone that. Wars. Yeah, Clone Wars and 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 Rebels that. I just think that one scene in Rebels, the the uh, when when you know he's, uh, I think it's the season two movie premiere episode where he goes after Phoenix Squadron all by himself. Um, I was going to say I don't remember too much of Vader in Rebels. He's in it, but not like super no, significantly, the- which is nice. Consider all things considered, like with their tra- like Disney's track record of kind of like throwing in. Uh, the like not 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 Disney, but overall Star Wars like they love peppering in uh, the fan service, and I feel like in Rebels they do a really good job of not overdoing it. No, I think uh, yeah, I I mean I think they've done it. I don't know, I you know I'm not gonna get well, into that's what I'm that saying. Like, much, like that, whatever appearance Vader does make in Rebels, oh, um, it was awesome. You know we, that came, that came out before Force Awakens, and that was what really got me excited for Force Awakens was that 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 like you know. Mm-hmm. Two episode premiere for season two, um, with him the way he way he manhandled uh, um, Kanan and Ezra, and was just like you know very clearly showed him as a different level of force user than the two of them. Even though they they escaped, definitely. Um, you know you 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 saw him you saw him you know they I would say that 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 the the, the, the he's had mostly brief appearances. Um, since since Disney's run the canon, but all of his appearances have have furthered his character as being just a badass. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I yeah. Agree. Can we I also? Know. I'm gonna go off track for just a second. So the fact that in um, I don't know if we actually talked about it, but the fact that in uh, Rise of Skywalker, 
Because you know that there was this debate for the longest time about whether or not Chewie got his medal at the end of A New Hope. And yes. like you don't see it in the in the special editions, but some people are like, no, like you do see him get it. They just didn't show it in the later ones. So I guess now canonically he didn't get one. If Leia was like, here, by the way, I just died. Here's my me- here's a medal for you, bro. Like what? <laughs> no, I think it was. I, can we talk about how that was held. like a weird thing that they did? I, I always felt like that it was widely held that he never got the medal and that that was pretty much like, I don't know if there was really debate about that. And I think it was just kind of, it was a, it was a fan thing to kind of like, you know, no, throw it that was, in it there. was, but like, as far as like, we knew he didn't get the medal, but people argued that he did. So now they're solidifying that he never did get his medal, but now they're <laughs> like, but now Leia was like, okay, yeah, here you go. Here's a medal. I, I just died, but here's a medal. Like, come on. What is that? Strange thought. Um, <laughs> why, why not? Why not, man? Give us Strange one. thought from yeah. the mind of Rodney. Is it possible that Chewie didn't get a medal because he's the co-pilot? Uh, uh, I don't know why they have. Then why have him march down the aisle, man? Well, I mean, yeah, that's so embarrassing. But like, if you look at Solo, he got a medal. He was the captain of his ship. Luke fl- fl- uh, flew his own ship, so he's a captain. Is it possible? Why, that, like, why, why didn't why didn't Chewie Wedge get isn't one? Han's like, pet or something that he had to be up there? He's not his service dog. Like, why <laughs> was he up there? To think of why you know? Like, okay, how can we explain it? This this should be a whole other topic. Like, why didn't Chewie get a medal? Like, was it just should a, we, a should production we failure? We only had two medals made. We forgot that there's three people in the scene. Like, we're gonna we're gonna have to deep dive you, this. I think it was, I, my guess is that he's just too tall. Like you're gonna have Carrie Fisher try to reach and put a medal on his so neck. So he can oh, kneel he can down. down. He's yeah, he got knees. Uh, you, 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 I think. I think maybe we he's might be overthinking he's it. Got, he's got it joints, was just like, as far as I know. Oh, Wait, right. Star Wars fans overthinking something. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because there's never, claims. Never. I don't know if there was behind the scenes or deleted clips. I don't know. There was something where people were claiming that he did get a medal. Wait a minute, huh. man. I, I'm still stuck on this. So maybe, <laughs> sorry, maybe it's because he's not the captain. Like he's okay. But Luke he's, isn't. He's listed the as the co-captain. In the, in, the, in the New Hope, when they're in the bar, and it's like, yeah, I'm Captain of Millennium Falcon. This is Solo, and this is my co-pilot. So maybe because he's you know second in command, he don't get the medal because he was under the command of his. <sighs> then it's really Solo. then it's really rough to march him up the up on front of everybody and be like, yeah. you two get a medal. You weren't the pilot. You're you like you're really screw a hero. Screw you, you giant walking carpet. <laughs> no, you smell like a wet dog. We're not gonna give you a god dang medal. All right, then you tell me why he didn't get a medal then. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I mean, it's uh, you've got like, some logic like going, but I think it's a stretch. It was yeah. a new hope. It wasn't you know. They they barely knew what they were doing. They were duct taping the the shoulder bells onto their stormtroopers. They, they didn't know what they were doing. Out medals. They, like, for, okay, they were forgetting the parts. <laughs> Some intern dropped the third medal. It cracked. They said, "Screw it. We don't need like, a third medal." No one's we gonna care time. forty years from now. Forty forty two forty three years from <laughs> now. I don't know how much time is. Been. <laughs> there's no no. There's not gonna be a bunch of nerds talking on a podcast and debating this for ten minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just keep keep rolling. Keep the film rolling. Let's go. Come on. We got Listen, we, I, we got to go film uh what were they filming? Indiana Jones. All right. <laughs> let's so, wrap this, so let's wrap this up. Let's let's just I'm going down the rabbit hole, man. Come with me. So well, okay. okay, let's go. <laughs> Why not? I, I know you want to take a break, man, but I'm, I'm on to something here, man. Just just roll with me. All right. So no. if he if he got one, right? If he was there, he got one. We just didn't see it on screen. Then why would Mas Kanata give her Give him late. But that, that was what Elena was saying. Elena was saying that it pretty much confirmed that he never got it. Or was it like, hey, you were there. You know how special these are. Why don't you take this since you were there? Cause I know how much you wanted one. I'm dead now and I don't need this, so you can have it. I mean, yeah. Well, also, it was, also She's like, I, mean, I held on to this all Hans, these years right? to test you, test your loyalty. But, but the <laughs> assumption is it wasn't, loyal, it, wasn't Le- it wasn't Leia's medal. The assumption is that it was Han's medal, so she was giving effectively oh. Han's medal 
to uh, shoot. Why do you have to, to make it logical? What is wrong with you? Why is why do you have to make a logical statement right now? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Listen, listen, we went down this rabbit hole. I'm I'm gonna have to go down there with you. I just dropped another level with it. He's digging us out with, with logic and reason. I just dropped another level with it. Follow me. So think about it. Oh let's my God. Say, He's like say screw your logic and reasoning, throws the let's, shovel. Let's say Chewie didn't get a medal, right? And so now Leia dies, and he gets given Han Solo's medal. That's almost like a two-punch there. Like, yeah, you didn't earn one of you, but here's the dead guys, because you're the co-pilot. I think that's no, why. it's a memory. It's, it's all, it's, 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 it's all, it all Yeah, because. It's, it's, it's his buddy. It's his buddy's medal. Why didn't she, why didn't she give it to him before? God, oh, jeez. <laughs> like why? Why did why did it take her dying? She's like, oh, I got I got to hold down to this. This is mad. Well, if, if you're gonna throw that well, out there, they, I'm gonna they, throw they, out this. Why would she even have it right now? This was like 30 years ago. Why are you get, like you're evacuating the planet? Oh, don't forget the medal that Han had. Yeah. Han left you years ago. Why do you still have his medal? So many questions. It's not like they they they, they didn't, didn't still have feelings for each other, and it was sentimental. Uh, you know, there's some sentimental things. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Thank you for she following. She had to deal with Han's bullshit. She the, was holding on to that. Actually, the better question sense. is this: Was it Leia that had the medal, or was it Maz who had the medal? Because Maz has all sorts of stuff. Maybe Maz had the medal. It wasn't. We're assuming that it she was. She did Leia's say. Medal. I think she did say that Leia, like it was from Leia. I think it, that's what. Oh, did she? I don't remember the. I don't remember the quote. I have yeah. to rewatch. I don't remember exactly, but I think that's. Yeah, I don't she was like she wanted line. you to have this or something. I don't know. Yeah, I thought she just said you should have this, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Maybe Han had a debt with Maz Kanata, like a bar tab, and he just traded the medal to her. <laughs> he did. Oh one, day, one day he was like, That would be awful. Like, Don't even say that. <laughs> He's I like, mean, I'm out on. of money. Did, 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 did you ever see Han Solo pay for anything? So maybe he just owes people. It's like, yo, yeah, take this medal. You know, I want it Just give fight. somebody, no like, deal. his watch, his boot. He's like, here you go. Here you I go, got dude. this. You know, t- t- Maz, I got this covered. This. I'm good for it. You know, here's my um, here's my belt. I won't need this. Some cosplayers are going to have to deal. Uh. I will say that this is one of the more amazing tangents we've ever gone on on this podcast, it. Um, you know, and worthwhile. We're debating absolutely. the correct things. Um, but with, with that, let's uh, let's take a break for the IHOP network. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Seth. And we're dinner and a podcast. And you're listening to the International House of Podcast Network. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. All right, so now for our main topic, we this one will probably go down a crazy rabbit hole as well, since that's <laughs> that's and that's okay. Why not? That's how we we're, roll, we're, yo. Yeah, we we you know uh, uh, there'll be surprise ones in this one here, but um, we haven't talked too much about um, one of the biggest things in Star Wars, which is the Death Star, and so I thought it'd be interesting to just go over the idea of you know from the Imperials' point of view. Um, was was the Death Star a mistake? Um, obviously, hindsight could say obviously it is, but what about it really ended up being just, you know, not the right move? Was it just, uh, you know, that it was too vulnerable? What, what, you know, too vulnerable? What, what, what was the issue? Was it, was it even a good idea to begin with? Um, and see what we can see what we can go with uh, with that from, and we can talk about the Death Star as a concept, right? So Death Star One, Death Star Two, like just the idea of a planet killing, uh, you know, machine. Uh, is, you know, did that make any sense? Was was there was there idea behind it? Sound sound logic. Um, I guess if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know, Rodney. Why don't we start with you, bud? Um, okay. There's a couple different categories we have to examine here. First, the financial cost. Um, <laughs> I love that that's the first thing you went to was the economic. I was part. honestly just thinking that too. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, you know what? What is like the what's like the empire's budget? And not even just the empire because like was the the budgeting like translated from the republic because they started this project and it was kind of known from watching the movies that the project was started back even like what was it attack of the clones that you see the plants yep. for the first uh, time uh, yeah attack of the clones yeah so like right. how the hell does that translate like was there like a back well, I fund think, i think the funding okay this is, i'm speaking from work experience design 
was done by the Geonosians, so that would not be yes. on the Republic. And, and a good chunk, and a good chunk of the well, building also, was done by the Geonosians also, too. Uh, okay. From I don't think I even finished, but I started reading um, Catalyst. Which yeah, is that's that's the, what I'm referring to. That's what I'm okay, referring. Okay, that to. was the prerequisite to Rogue One, and it talks about like Galen and all these other scientists working for the Republic on this project but it was like a top secret project like you had to have clearance for it but it was during the time of the republic it wasn't the empire yet so i don't know like people knew about uh, it and they were working on it uh, but maybe no, they were advertising no, it as no, something no, no, different no 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 you, you got the timeline wrong on that one that would part, that I, ha- that happened like when right out right as the empire started um, when Galen started working on the project, like it started, the Geonosians were working oh, on it. Oh, when he started working on it, but it was in the works with right. this it was. Like, group of. It was. The, I don't remember what the like. There was some sort of academy or like something. This group of scientists that were working yes. on it as well. Yeah, they were. The they were scientists working, working on and it. And they and brought th- him in to work on uh, powering it. Here's right. how I I, def- I I rationalize it as saying like or thinking that the people who designed the drawings who draw who drew it up concept to to paper from imagination to uh instructions there were the geonosians so and they were the ones who built it too uh, well there's also um i don't know if how much of it will still be uh utilized but supposedly wookies were the ones that built it because they well, were not a, I think not that, that not think in the current current in the current canon it was the geonosians so it was yeah, because in the, the book they do talk about that it was the pretty ge- much, the, pretty much. The there was like a whole, there's a whole thing on like how it was negotiated and how they ended up building it and why they ended up building it. I don't remember all the details of it, but Ca- Catalyst goes into all of those details. So because they talk about it like when when Obi Wan ends up on on Geonosis because he he overhears them talking about it, and that's when Dooku shows the hologram with the Death Star plans, and that's when Poggle the Lesser is like, ooh, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Like, yeah. was it Poggle so, the Lesser? He was the, like, yes, Geonosian. Yes, yeah, he, yes, he yes, 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 yes. So, like, is, it's possible that the Geonosians funded the build, because it was their weapon, no, I don't. So. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think that. I don't think so. I think that it was paid for. It was. It was think, part I of their the economy. Deal was well, yeah okay. that they were getting work. <clears throat> the Geonosians had work, this. and they were working on this. Hear, hear, hear me out. So, if you have a project, right, you you get funded for the project. You use that funding to pay your workers. So, out of their budget for the project, they paid the workers to build the Death Star, to eventually hand over to. Uh, the Empire or the Republic. So I'm sure that there's a, a sign-off date that the final payment will be made. Um, but I think a lot of it came from just the Geonosians themselves since they had to rewrite the um, history of it because originally like, it was the Wookiees. And I thought that was kind of cool. That because, makes sense. You know, well, yeah, in, in the Legends um, uh, Because Wookiees, like historically in the star wars universe have always been like enslaved and like put to work at right. like on kessel and stuff yeah they, or, they were the, the indentured i don't know if that was in legends galaxy. but at least in canon like they that still holds true and also too um just to also double down on the whole finances thing there's a a a, a, a b story in rebels about general thrawn wanting to have his bomber prototype financed right and that was a conflict between him and uh krennic because krennic wanted the money to go to the death star program yeah so Mm -hmm. uh, you know do they talk about that in rebels because i feel like they talked about that in the books no it was in rebels the the defender whatever that that like yeah it was between the tie defender and and the the death star project yeah right the uh the one that the what the uh the tie fighter that had a hyperdrive rodney yeah <laughs> yeah but Crazy. it never got made so how do we get it's like it a beefy it was a beefy mind. tie fighter yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> beefy boy <laughs> but, so I, I go back to thinking Swole about the finances you know i'm sure that there were other weapons programs that were maybe vying for the number one spot financially of like yeah i got this new gun that we can use and and other people were probably vying for that. You know, it's like it's a budgetary thing. I got a, I need a hundred thousand for this program. And, you know, start lobbying, and then you got a lot of um, backdoor meetings with all of that. So that raises a whole bunch of other questions as far as was it worth it? I feel like it was more that I feel it was more like the emperor's hand in that stuff, though. Like the emperor was pretty much making sure that it was getting. Oh no, built yeah, that was and, his. That was yeah, his backward. I, I think back, at the end oh, of the day, the background project. Knew 
the emperor knew that this is what I need to be ready at this point of what I'm foreseeing in the force. His so iron there was fist. no chance that I mean, iron ball. No chance that it's not going to be able to happen. Um, but to make to, to see if it was worth it. Well, let's talk, let's talk about the economical uh, benefits of this large work program that people are getting paid to to do. It's like a construction project. You know, the, the trickle down yeah. theories of well, if this person's making a good wage, they'll spend money locally here, and it'll go all circle vent. So, so I'm gonna, economy. so Rodney, I'm loving your theory, but <laughs> I think all of this is all of this is actually, and I can't remember all the details, but they go into this in Catalyst, and it actually has to more to do with the culture of the TLDR reads book. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so like, so like, your theory is 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 well intentioned, but but like, there's a whole thing in there about their hive mind and and the culture of the Genosians and why it has to get built. And then Poggle yeah. the Lesser, Poggle the Lesser, basically, um, you know, tr- negotiates a lot of the stuff. And then at some point, he gets left out to dry on something. I can't off, remember. I think he straight yeah. up gets assassinated. Right. So they're, they're like, there was, screw there, this guy. We don't story. need him anymore. Well, Which yeah, reminds yeah, yeah. me, uh, or can, can someone question. remind me? Was was um, the genocide of the Geonosian race? Was that because of the Death Star that they knew uh, about it? Was it? I don't to, remember. To, to I don't remember. Tracks. Yeah, that's what I'm because they explore that in. Um, I think in Rebels, yeah, they explore it. They're like, oh, like there's only one Genosian left or something, and the they discover that there was this huge genocide of. Uh, well, wait, uh, hold up. Or no, was that in Clone Wars? Was it? Was it? Um, did we know if it was the Empire that did it, or if it was, you know? Oh no, hundred percent, it was the Empire. It was the Empire, yeah, because oh, so yeah. like of the, the way they did it and stuff. Yeah. Like there was. Oh no, I don't know. I'm trying to Over remember. Tracks, I don't know why I can't remember if it was in Clone Wars or in Rebels that they were. Um, exploring this. Yeah, they did. They I know- had the whole thing with that one, with the one they find the one Genosian with Saw Gerrera, and he wants yes. to, yeah, to like treat it. I just remember later. Saw Gerrera was there, and I don't remember who else. Right. Well, that's but- when they find, and then that's when they end up finding the uh, the big Kyber crystal, and uh, you know that, that 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 they don't know what the what project is for, but they it's it. the Kyber crystal that's what you're assuming goes to the Death Star. So um, we can assume that the reason why there was a huge genocide of the Geonosians was because they knew about the Death Star project. Yeah, they were the ones. I, okay. I th- okay, I'm saying th- I'm, th- I'm saying that's probably right. But what? So let me ask you this though. What, so economics obviously is an interesting <laughs> part of it, but what about like? But what about from a tactical standpoint? Like having this big uh, planet killing device to keep systems in line. Like, is that, you know, it, it did it have any potential to be, obviously it wasn't an effective Let's also deterrent, remember. But was there any potential, like, <laughs> did it even have potential? Or was it, when you build something this massive, that's basically going to destroy planets and kill billions of people, is it then a sort of inevitably come to that it's going to have to be destroyed by the people and that it will lead to an, an uprising? Right, I, like think, is <laughs> I think the whole purpose of the Death Star, which they explain in A New Hope, is for, to to bring systems to their knees. It's not meant to actually go around and just blast, you know, planets to smithereens. No, it's it like, was that's why they, they were saying like Dantooine, as an example, right? They want to set it as it. They want to, yeah, they want to blow up a couple here and there, make their statement, and then it's just this floating HQ that they got going. But do, you th- but do you think that's an effect? But do you think that was an obviously it, because of what it was? But do you think that that had the poten- any potential at all to be a legitimate well, way? That's of- why it's hard to say because in that aspect, if you're th- if you're not considering the cost, the like the overall cost, and like w- what does it take to power it? Because it feels like that's something that they definitely explore in Rogue One and with the books that like you know, the Death Star didn't just run on air. It was, you had to power it with the Kyra crystals and like they were mining Jeddah for the the crystals. And then uh, I don't know if they ever explained, like, does it, does it take a lot of power just to fire it the one time? So it's hard to say, because in that aspect, it seems like it's total waste of money and resources to just make a statement. Not necessarily though. I mean, I'm going to argue the opposite side of that to where, the old saying is you don't bring a, a knife to a gunfight and the victory usually goes to the opponent that has the bigger gun. And except for, except for in this case, when the knife, <laughs> uh, you know, well, uh, I, penetrated, I think, the, I think the biggest flaw of the, the gun was too Death big Star. guy, guys hauling a giant cannon from like 
the Revolutionary War and the guys just like, screw this, let me stab you. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of like what happens. From 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 a, a, a tactical point of view, the biggest flaw in the Death Star was not self-generated shields. That was what allowed them to, to really get close enough to fire the, <laughs> the, the final shot. Well, also because somebody intentionally put a weakness well, obviously also, intentionally put a flaw into the yeah, yeah but it, it wasn't if, it wasn't a flaw back, that was just it, happened to be there but it, it was a flaw that that could have been um avoided if there was a shield generator like it is in epis in epis in um jedi they couldn't get close enough to fire the kill shot until they got rid of the shield generator on Endor. yeah but again, so so my thing is, that, so my my counter to that is, so yes, there it is effective in destroying planets, right? That's not debatable. It, it can destroy a planet. However, if you're going to go around destroying planets, isn't it inevitable that that there are so many people are going to have to rise up against it that like if the if the empire just had f- massive fleets of these ships that could just go around and like keep you from 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 getting out of line. Versus this one giant ball that flies around and destroys planet, which 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 is really the more effective deterrent. This one thing that you know you just have to destroy, or you know, would they have been better off if it had never existed and they just kept the individual system in line, rather than this one thing that basically the rebellion used as as a recruiting tool to get pretty much the rest of the the galaxy to uh, you know sort of. Uh, Rise up well, the in seeds, a way. The seeds of the rebellion were planted when Galen, not just with Galen, but other aspects. No. But the fact that he went in uh, on, you know, he joined this project with the intention of having it destroyed eventually. If that wasn't the case, I think this would have been very effective. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. Like, without considering the cost of production, uh, you know, having to employ, I don't know how many people they had, 100, 150, 200,000 people on there, uh, whatever it costs to power it up the one time. I mean, you see that thing pop up like in the sky in your system, you're like, oh no, like that's right. going to make you want to be like, I- I'll give up anything. Just don't blow up me and my entire planet and like cause our our existence to just cease well there are evidence to both sides of that in in rogue one with with the when they're having the discussion as to what to do when Jyn so first rely, arrives at yavin or not first arrives when they were arrived back at yavin and they're discussing what to do with the information that she has about the death star and a lot of the a lot of the the rebellion leaders are not in favor of doing anything they're just like pretty much like let's put our head down we, what can we do against this thing um but it also inspired another group to rise up and say we have no choice we don't have any choice either we're gonna submit to um these conditions that are just awful and will pretty much you know make miserable existences for everybody or we have to to fight against this and find a way and I guess I guess they present both sides of it, which is which is an interesting thing then to debate. Which is, would enough you know obviously, what obviously there was enough to combat it, but you know even if let's say that that um, Galen Urso's hadn't built the, the the sort of flaw in there, I, I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways it still would have been inevitable that they would have done everything they could to find a flaw, that that like to destroy this one thing. Um, I don't yeah, know. But, but I think it would have taken them more time and more con- like they would have to convince more people to get on that mindset of like, we have to find a way, but at least this way Galen had planted that seed of hope for them before he even started on the project by creating this um, flaw in the Death Star, which by the way, it's hilarious that they have not, I guess it was kind of similar, right? With this, with Starkiller, that it was right. the was it like some exhaust port or whatever? It's like super. No, it was similar. oscillator. Like, it was the oscillator. Oh, whatever. They basically what, the, blew what even up is that the batteries? They they basically blew up um, what was storing the energy that they took from the sun. They straight up had a target on that spot. They're like, "Yep, it's right here. But, Please but, shoot at it." I mean, comparing the two, um, the Death Star would have been practically invincible had it had its own shield generator 
because yeah. <laughs> that would at least you know but it, see i still i still argue that they, that that like they it had its own shield generator for death star 2 and they still found a way to get past it because it wasn't so on my, the, my, it, it was on the planet it wasn't on the actual death star itself it was on Indoor. But I still think that, but it doesn't matter that it's still the same concept. You would just be a different course of action. You would find a way to yeah, get onto the, the Death Star. That's, and- that's the fundamental flaw in the plan. Because what made uh, Endor accessible was the fact that it wasn't on the Death Star. I know, but, but I still feel like, like it, it, you know, even with, you know, even with that, that's pretty much what Starkiller Base had, and they still found a way to get on. And I, what, I, what my point is that, like, yeah. th- like, like the, it as a symbol was, would be a great recruiting tool for anybody trying to fight against the Empire because you've got this thing that is undeniably awful versus them just sending out more and more ships all around the galaxy to just keep individual places in line without any real symbol aside from, let's say, the Emperor himself, any real symbol of like, well, we're definitely going to die. Like, 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 like the Death Star to me says, we're definitely going to die. We have no choice. We have to fight it. Yeah, so, I mean, if you look at the imagery of the bigger gun, the bigger weapon, the bigger fish, to quote Qui-Gon, or I'm going to go get my big brother, whoever has the bigger stick usually wins in whatever caveman fight. And intimidation, as we have seen, plays a large role in the galaxy. Um, So if somebody, you know, doesn't want the Imperial forces coming into Bespin, you're going to do what the Imperials say, or, you know, I could have a garrison station here and you won't be able to do anything. Oh, please, you know, don't do that. You know, don't, don't make a phone call and have this planet sized weapon come and possibly blow us all up. You know, I think the Death Star was definitely effective in uh, its intent. It's just that it kind of died before it could really get. Um, its yeah, it seemed out like there. too yeah. much effort. Like the fact that eventually in Rise of Skywalker they come up with that tech that that made the Death Star Death Star what it was, and they just popped it onto a, a star destroyer, and they were like, "Yep, yeah, here, here it. it is." No, that's a diff- that's a whole different story. If every ship had that, then you're a game over, right? Which that's it why did. The, that's why the that's stakes were higher like, in Rise I feel of Skywalker. Like the the fact that the- they took that technology and they were like, "We're gonna." We're gonna maximize this crap, and we're gonna put it on every ship, and nobody's gonna mess with us. Yeah. That was effective. That's, 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 that's and a, we a never benefit. even got to see what happened with that, which I'm a little salty about because I think it would have been interesting to see, like, kind of have that uh, moment that they gave us with uh, the Last Jedi, where, hey, we didn't win this battle. We're kind of sol right now. Uh, you know, the that DJ was a DJ that gave Rose and Finn up. Like, yeah, they didn't yeah. win that. That was a loss. And if they had, like, a moment like that in, in Rise of Skywalker where, like, they didn't just, you know, like, hey, we got these cool ships. And well, they kind of did that. No, they kind of did that with the, with the Emperor's sending lightning through, like, everything. I, I know. But I, th- I think if you're going to put a mini <laughs> Death Star on every Star Destroyer, like, I want to see that in action. Like, I would have I would have liked to see some destruction. Yeah, I'm going to say that. That's just me. The Death Star was definitely um, worth it from a scientific point of view because it advanced their weapon technology in order for them to see the, the capabilities of these kyber weapons and then minimize it and put it into every ship that uh, we had to destroy. In by, by the way, did you guys ever see? Uh, did you guys see? And I forget which is the book that Star Killer Base um, is was actually Ilum. Yep. And it had been yeah, yeah, yeah. I was described. just about to mention that. So the yeah. fact that so they had to have started working on that because. Uh, when does Jedi Fallen Order take place? Because it's it's got to be like, oh, I don't know, I didn't within a few years of Order sixty six, like after it happened. Yep. Okay. Because he's not that much older after Order sixty six happens. Maybe five to ten years. Okay, so it's still pretty like recent, but you see the see that they had started uh, working <laughs> essentially on Ilum because you visit Ilum and it's already being. Oh, okay. It's already being like, uh, Mind. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find the word like constructed on. I don't know. The Empire was there already. They were starting their work. So okay. they have the Death Star in the works and they're uh, kickstarting Killer already. So it's like, I'm, I'm just wondering what the heck 
they had going on? Like, what was their thought process? Because they well, don't reveal Star Killer until Force Awakens, which is how many years later? Well, but that also 20, remember 30, they got destroyed. Exactly. Yeah, remember they get destroyed, and then, and then who knows how that tech is even different because it's a, it's a different type of weapon. It's a weapon that actually sends the blast but through it's hyperspace because. They show that they were still struggling to figure out how to power the Death Star when they were just like, yep, yeah, let's just go to the source of it and create the weapon here. But I do think at that point they were doing it for the Death Star. And then they, like, I don't know. I don't, you I don't remember all the, but yeah. my guess, well, they needed it. When does Rogue they One take place again? Well, Rogue One t- oh, takes, it takes place right, place before, right before, before A New Hope. So you yeah, see yeah. them mining Jetta for the Kyber. Right. Yeah, but right. That's it seems like a continuity too. error. It that's seems like a continuity error. For the Death Star. But yeah. what, what powered uh, uh, Star Killer Base was a sun. It wasn't the Kyber crystals. No, it was. It, but well, it was also. Using, it had to do with the core of the planet. I forget I what I read. They it was like some of the, the power core of the, the sun, planet. But it was like to to harness the the power. Right. I don't they know. Use, it was like they, it they'll was, probably yeah. dive into it because they only revealed this like concretely in the visual guide, the the Rise of Skywalker visual guide. Right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. That was the confirmation for it. Because somebody brought it up. I think it was Albert. He was like, oh, did you know that Ilum is Starkiller? I was like, uh, what? Excuse me? And then it made sense why. Because when I had played Jedi Fallen Order when it first came out, which is right, was like a month or two before. It was like a month before Rise Skywalker came out. And you see that the Empire has a presence on Ilum, but you don't know what, what for. So now it makes sense. And I think it was, they did that on purpose, honestly. They set it up like that. So it'd be interesting if they could dive in a little bit more with that, but who knows with with who what they what had planned. Who knows? Like, who knows? We're wait. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we're a little, they're paving the way, a little they're bit paving more the than a week for, away from Mandalorian to come back. And this won't be true. when this episode airs. Obviously, we'll know a lot about Mandalorian when this episode airs. But um, but we've got that. We've got the Bad Batch. We know there are other projects in the work. I'm anxious I thought but they're paving the way. They're paving the way for High Republic as well. That's a whole new thing that they're going to be diving into. So right, it's but like, that's going to be well. That yeah, and that's going to be. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether they keep that just in like print materials or whether they. I have also a feeling to, that they're setting it up because that's what they did with um, the new canon. Essentially, they started the first. What was it? The, the I think the first book was a New Dawn. It was. It was. Um, uh, maybe. Maybe I haven't heard, but we haven't. We have no confirmation of that. And the, and from what. I don't know. We don't know because it's a, it's just a it, there's a lot of projects in that that are already print material. So it's not like they just made one book and then they're gonna do it. Like I feel like if they were gonna make that something that was gonna be part of uh, well, because wasn't there there were there were rumors about them creating a whole new trilogy just based on Old Republic yeah, or High Republic? There's a lot of stuff we haven't heard, and, it, and it's hard to say now during the pandemic whether whether they're yeah, they holding back around. from saying things because they don't know when production is going to start or whether they've reimagined what can happen because of the pandemic or, you know, I mean, we've gotten, you know, we've gotten little tidbits, but aside from Bad Batch, we haven't really heard too much about new projects yeah, um, that's true. In, a, in quite well, a while. Kenobi, they confirmed is, is going to be filming next spring or something like that. Yep, and production of season three of Mandalorian should start before the end of the year, so that's exciting. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah, so. Exciting. Anyways, that was an interesting conversation. I, both those, all, all three of the conversations, the pl- planned all topics three. and the unplanned topic, were, <laughs> were, were, were very interesting today. Thank you guys for, uh, Listen, for the rabbit all holes of the inputs, all the rabbit holes, the all of the everything. We touched on all sorts of random stuff. Um, but it was, uh, as always, it was, it was awesome to chat with you. Um, and so, um, before we do sign off, as always, Elena, where can people find you if they want to get you? You can find me on Instagram at Elena underscore strikes, and you can check out all my other social media in the link in my bio. Awesome. You've got like, you have like everything pretty much. Uh, at this point, yeah, you got to just spread yourself thin and get stressed about all the different social media. Yeah. I (laughs) What is it? Yeah, because I've got TikTok, uh, which I'm kind of like eh, about now because it's like I'm, I'm like too old for this app. I'm 22 and I'm too old for this app. <laughs> uh, it's, it's sorry. I just try to explain this to kids. You just get it's just very repetitive. Like it's just uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, I'm on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, God, what else? I, I'm trying to get Twitch going now. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because I, 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 I'm a video game player, whatever, a gamer. I love to play, and I've been playing since I was a kid, but I suck. 
There are just some people who are like naturally good at video games, but I could play a game for uh, two, three years, <clears throat> Battlefront Two, and I still am like mediocre. Maybe, maybe in that case, maybe so there's I'm, a maybe there's a maybe there's a place for me on on Twitch where uh, where you know oh, like how bad everyone. could you be? Would it be interesting to watch somebody who's so bad that Listen, it's just amazing? My whatever success I may have on Twitch is not going to be because of skill. I'm hoping it's because of my my banging personality or something i don't know but there is a place for everyone on twitch i just started following this uh someone's grandmother but she's bacon mom i think i think her name's bacon mom on on twitch uh i gotta find it but she she just like she chills on minecraft and just builds the 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 cutest little i don't know what you call them because i don't play minecraft uh but i i just i'm so happy i started following her she's so sweet and i'm just so proud of her you go. You you do the thing, naked mom. <laughs> and Ro- Ro- Rodney, you uh up on uh, on TikTok yet or what? No, nah, I won't be on TikTok. But you can find me on uh, Instagram as Lord underscore Dread D R E A D. Uh, that's all I do as far as social media. I play with toys and take good for you video games. That's all I need. I'm so nice. <laughs> I mean, the playing with the toy part is just it's you know it, it, we won't. Oh, get that I can do. That, but I'm think. saying that the the just single social media channel to rely or to to focus on. I'm just I'm so spread thin. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Your 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 presence. You have quite a few more followers than than I think me or Rodney. So it's a it's a different just experience a for you. Um, uh, anyways, uh, you can get me uh, at bmtn one 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 if you want to. Honestly, I haven't been on those social channels very much lately. Um, so if you have messaged me also good and I haven't you. gotten back to you, I apologize because I can't remember the last time I was on some of those. But you can try that. A better way to do it is to find us uh, on our the one for our podcast because those ones I do kind of check periodically. It's so um, on Twitter and Instagram, it's at the Wills Pod. And uh, for our uh, email, it's the Wills Podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook um you can check us out on all of the places where you listen to podcasts and uh other than that guys have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you for listening